When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Welcome to another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. My, I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today has two names. <laughs> He's the hired gun and the silverback. And he's been a part of pro wrestling for many years on the independent circuit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Joe Helms. Joe, thanks for coming on today. Hey, it's good to be here, Brian. I got to ask you, you know, we talked a little bit in the intro, but two names. I mean, that's pretty unique. Most guys get one and it takes off. You've had two yeah. that have taken off. Yeah. The hired gun. Yes, and sir. And now the, the silverback. So t- talk to us how you got those nicknames first. Okay. So originally, the silverback was something I created when I originally got into professional wrestling. Um, it originally, they wanted me to change my name and I tried to come up with a name and I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, I I've always, you know, loved the road warriors. I liked Vader's size, things like that. And, um, I just was trying to, what do I want to do? And so I played 15 years arena football and the last team I was with was the queen city insane asylum. And our mascot was a silverback gorilla. And, you know, I was like, well, when I train, I'm in the ring. I look like a big old silverback gorilla. So I'll just go with silverback. But how am I going to put this all together? And so um, I I coached a youth football team. It was the Raiders Youth Organization, if you see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. and um, I, I would take my football pads and I would fashion spikes to them and paint them up real cool and paint my face, and 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 I would go out there and, and mask off for the kids while I coached them, and um, they just loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, and, you know, I was like, I was hesitant and showing it to, the, to my trainers and the owners at the time of the ICWF, and I was like, well, I'll just show it to him and see what they think. And and I showed him the gimmick. He said, man, you should do something like that. And so I got online and found a guy that actually made those pads for me and made that same mask. It's the same guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I showed that to them and they were like, dude, you got to do that. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to like rip off road warriors or anything like that. I want to be my own thing. Yeah. And so that's kind of when I went to the drawing board was like, okay, here, what do I want to do? How do I take, which everybody says take from and make your own. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down and I thought, okay, I can use the silverback gimmick as kind of like a, a twisted road warrior esque, like, like tribe of them in a way, mm-hmm. but, but distant futuristic kind of yeah and so it wasn't the same and and i didn't want to paint my face because i didn't want to be the same and i just wanted to be different but my own and so when i wanted to when i wanted to make my tights and everything my tights my gear that you saw they were not cheap by the way those are those are a direct pattern after the road warriors wow i just added the belt I added the silver, you know, the silver to it, the touches, the gorilla, and the actual symbol down the right leg is their symbol. Okay. Well, if you go back wow. and look at the stuff, that is actually their symbol as kind of a paying tribute to them, you know. Yeah. And I just kind of like, you know, just developed my just my own style with the whole thing. 
And, um, you know, and, and, and that's pretty much where that came from. And that's just an extension of, of me, you know, yeah. and it, it worked out well. And um, I, I did that character. I had a different mask and, and the pants I had at the time were, they were football pants and it had a good silverback gorilla like that on it, but it was just a tribal black color like that. Mm-hmm. And I had my black knee pads and covers and you couldn't tell that they were football pants. You just couldn't. Yeah. And I went with that for a while until I was able to afford purchasing the other gear, which cost me like, geez, it was like over 500 bucks just for the lower piece. Mm-hmm. And, oh. um, and until I collected all that stuff till I was ready for the second coming with mid States. Wow. That is, you know, and I, you know, I, we were talking a, a little bit here and I watched you the other night. You come out, you just, you draw in the crowd so well, you know, it, 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 I mean, and I've been to other events with you when you were the hired gun before. And I tell you, and you, we talked about this a little bit. That was probably your best that I've seen you, your entry wise, your in-ring uh, abilities and performance. And even afterwards, I mean, I was, most of the people were standing on their feet uh, during your match. If you didn't know, you probably didn't notice that because you're in the match. (laughs) It's hard for me to tell. But I'm telling you, your match, I know for a fact, because I was standing, most of the people in that arena were standing because it was so exciting. When you get butts off seats for the whole, pretty much the whole entire match, that tells you. You got it some. was a great match. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was, it was great. And yeah, I, I just can't say enough about it. I mean, well, you you're know, on but... fire right now and I just hope, you know, and I know you will, you're going to continue down that path. And uh, I'm really excited. You know, I'm always excited when you guys come to town or you're in Harrison, Arkansas. I'm always, I've tried to get there as much as I can because your promotion, that promotion, uh, and SICW and others, they're, they're all great. They all have yeah. a great concept, and you're a key piece of that. So, and I'm not just saying that because you're on here. I've really felt that way. That makes so, I appreciate that. I really do because, yeah. like a lot of times, I'm so hard on myself. Yeah. And you know, and I go, I go back and I watch my matches probably 30, 40 times a week, and just go back. What What do I not like? What can I fix? I go over with my trainer. I send it out to like, I don't know if you know Damian Wayne. I send out to him and say, hey, buddy, give it to me hard. <laughs> Just give yeah. me the raw. Just what I, what am I doing? If I'm doing something wrong, throw it at me. I'm yeah. not going to be upset. I need it. And uh, I just, I send it to people and I just keep trying to learn and get better. Yeah. Um, you know, that performance that you saw out there, that was the first time I got to actually be that character in Springfield. Um, I had been the silverback in Republic with ICWF, but it was just the raw beginnings. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that, my ring performance and drawing the crowd in, you can attribute a lot of that to watching The Rock and Hulk Hogan. You got to learn, right? <laughs> my guys, man. Those are my guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. Even though I'm, I'm, you know, big as heck and I have to wrestle big man style, just the whole um, – the whole pulling the crowd in because I mean, you could have the crappiest match in the world and mess up in the ring, but if you got those fans pulled in, they don't care. Yeah. They're having a great time. They, they paid money to have a great time and I'm going to try to put a show on, you know, it's like, I tell a lot of guys that, that have been doing it longer than me and I get in their match with them. They're like, Oh my gosh, I've never had a match. that was just so, you know, hyped up with the crowd. I said, well, it's because you got to pull them in. Yeah. If you can pull them in and make them feel like they're part of what you're doing, the rest is cake, man. Yeah. So no, it was popping. You definitely were popping. The the whole card was pretty much popping from Oh man, we have great talent at mid states. You do. So, yeah. No doubt. I'm so blessed, man. I'm so blessed to be with a group of guys, man, that I can learn and and mm-hmm. and mentor me as I'm I'm moving yep. along yep. with this. Yeah. I'm very blessed. So my my trainer, when I first started, he, he's, his name's Terry Zeller, where his work name is Terry Zeller. His real name's Terry okay. Thompson. He was in the WWF, and he was he was what they called a jobber back in the day. 
And yeah. if you if you look on YouTube, you can see him wrestling the Undertaker when they used to he used to put him in body bags. Yeah. Uh, he's probably one of the last people that he did a body bag with before they stopped doing it because kids were trying to do that stuff. Um, <laughs> Hakeem, um, there's one with him and Hakeem, one of him and Brutus Beefcake. I mean, uh, he's told me stories about uh, Bam Bam Bigelow cracking his ribs. I mean, just, uh, you know, and we drive from Springfield down to train on Tuesdays all the time. And it's just always stories. And then he was like, hey, I watched your match, dude. You did this great. This looked great, man. You're getting so much better. And, you know, and I've got all of his experience. Mm -hmm. Then I got Jones on top of that. And then I got Gary Graham helping me. So I got like 80 years of experience being thrown at me all the time saying, dude, do this, yeah. do that, try this, try that. Don't do this, but try that. And it's it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, you know, I've watched you the past couple of years and I can tell that you have, uh, have grown. You're getting much better. You're, you're, you're always improving. And then that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And yeah. I can always see a difference. And, and every time I see you, you know, you, you're the way you power slam may be a little bit more efficient or things like that. And I, I can just tell, and you feel, you look more comfortable. Oh yeah. It's not comfortable in the beginning. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I, and I can understand that. And, and Joe, that's what I'm going to get to next about, you know, you're from Springfield. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit, if we could, let's go back a little bit. Growing up in Springfield, Missouri here, yes, sir. and your schooling, so let's, and how you got involved in wrestling, if we could talk about that. Okay, that's an awesome story in itself, man. Uh, so, um, I grew up here in Springfield, I was born here, and uh, went to school at Central High School. Graduated there in 96. Um, I played football with them, you know, with, with at Central and graduated, uh, had full ride scholarships to go to different places. And I chose to get married at high school, which a lot of us end up doing, getting the love bug. Um, I got divorced at like, I think it was like 25 and I ended up being a single dad and took care of my kids the whole time, uh, that I was playing arena football for like 15 years. I got into arena football and, um, you know, worked two jobs, just did, did the arena football forever up until, Oh, I was 43 when I finally gave it up. Um, won five championships. Uh, wow, I got five, for you. five really cool rings. Um, and, uh, you know, I started 154 consecutive starts since 2007. That's like most, wow. in, most in like uh, semi-pro and, and arena history. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool still. Um but uh, what happened, which is a really funny, cool story, and I love telling it how I got into professional wrestling because I grew up watching it. And, I, you know, I kind of fell off for there for a while. But I used to go watch indie shows all the time at WLW and go see Harley. I have a friend named Mark Davis that knew all those guys really well. So he was always out doing all that. And I um, always kind of wanted to get into it, but I didn't know how. And so I never got a chance. My kids grew up, moved out, graduated, moved on, started having their own kids. And um, I won my last championship a couple of years ago. And I pulled into a parking lot and I sat there and I said, said, God, I don't I don't want to I don't want to play football anymore. I said, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I said I could go back to building my classic cars. I, I just I don't want to go back to being a regular person because I'm I just not a, I just, I'm not a regular person. I feel like I got more to give. I said, whatever it is. Just give it to me now. Let's go. I'll run with it. Just throw it at me. Let's go. And I left it at that, you know, just my own little personal time meeting God. And so that next weekend coming up was Father's Day weekend. And me and my son was supposed to go to an ICWF show in Republic. And uh, I went out for a work, I went worked out, whatever, you know, and, and I come home, he didn't want to go. And so I was like, you know what? I almost didn't go. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to treat myself. Then I'm just going to go. It's father's day weekend. I'm just going to go myself. That's right. Went and bought the last front row ticket. Went in there, got my piece of pizza and my soda sat down on the front row. And I go to take a bite of my pizza and I look up and everybody's staring at me. And I'm like, what is going on? I look over and I see security staring at me. 
I look over and I see what I guess was their general manager at the time staring at me. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm talking right through me. And yeah. the other side of the rail started laughing at me. And he's like, you look like you should be one of the guys over here on the other side of the rail wrestling. And, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, whatever, you know? And so, um, I sit there and I watch the show. I'm having a great time. Intermission happens. I get up and I go over to, uh, at the time, the owner, and I introduce myself. I didn't know he was owner. And I said, I'm Joe Helms. Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm having a really great time. Thank you. And I went and sat down, never said another word to him. And I guess he, apparently he was talking to his wife. So the staring commenced to happen, whatever. And so the show's over. I leave, go home. The very next day, I'm at the gym telling everybody how much of a good time I'd had, blah, blah, blah. At that moment, I get a message on Facebook, and it's the owner of the ICWF. And he's like, hey, he's like, it took me a minute to figure out who you were. But once I did, he said, uh, I would like to offer you a spot in our Battle Royal in August uh, the 28th, 15-man Battle Royal as a special guest. Because he saw that I played for the Insane Asylum. And I said, I messaged him back and I said, only since I was 12. <laughs> so, so he invited me down to the training facility and I went in there and of course I have to get, had to get blood work and all that stuff just so, you know, I could get in the ring and train with the guys because how Missouri is. And yeah. um, it took a couple of weeks, but I was still training football because we still had a national championship to play. And so I was training, I ended up started training football um, early mornings on Saturday about from like seven, I was like, no, it was eight to 10. I'd go home, shower and go train in the ring for five hours. Oh, wow. About my life sucked at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I'd never been in the ring and football shape and ring shape is two totally different things. Okay. So I, and I noticed people gave the rock a bunch of crap because he didn't come back this year. And because he said, well, I'm not in the shape that I need to be And to look at him. He looks phenomenal guys. Give him some slack because there's a huge difference between lifting weights in the gym shape, than getting in that ring and working out shape. Yeah. You're either going to get hurt or you're going to hurt somebody because you're not in proper, you're not in proper form. Yeah. So, but anyways, come to find out their general manager was their trainer, Terry Zeller. And uh, the one that was staring the hole through me, and that's the guy that started started training me. Um, so we got in there, and I, I started watching him for like two or three weeks. So you know, I'm one of those sponges. I, I got to learn. I go home and I I YouTube all the time. I don't watch anything but wrestling on my YouTube. Yeah. And and because um, I don't have regular TV, I just watch YouTube. And so I'm in there a couple of weeks, and. Uh, we're training. We start to do matches because I was training, like I said, on the Saturdays. And then I come in where when they had advanced class. And even though I wasn't advanced, I was I was coming. I was going to advanced class because I'm trying to learn. I would put I would put uh, sometimes eight to ten hours on the weekend in in training. Wow. That's Saturday wow. and Sunday. Yeah. Wow. And, and yeah, I was there for a while. I was doing Saturday, Sunday and Wednesday. And then I would go down to Harrison and Mid-States and train on Tuesdays. So I was trying to hit four days a week. And I was trying to get it all in. I had like, I had almost, let's see, I had almost a year and a half in training in, in a year because I was double dipping like that. And so I learned fast. So two weeks, two weeks into training, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to come in. I wanted to impress them because I knew I could do it. Cause when I was a kid, I used to do a little backyard wrestling. I think. (laughs) And, um, I wanted to impress Terry with hitting a drop kick. So at the time I was 315 pounds. And so I'm, I'm like, I weighed the diet and it was like, like 287 with less than 20% body fat. And so, um, so I, I've dropped a lot of weight since then and toned up. Yeah. And um, so I get in there and I'm doing this singles match and, you know, I start blasting this kid with some punches and he spins around and I do a standing drop kick and I just hit him like right in the face with a standing drop kick. And Terry's eyes gets really big and, and he stops the whole training and he goes, what was that? And I was like, Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> drop kick. He's like, yeah, it was a drop kick. He, he looks, he goes, Joe's only been here two weeks. 
And you guys have been doing this for over eight months and not a one of you can do a drop kick. He stopped the whole training and made all the other students start drop kicking the turnbuckles. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> you know, and, you know, here I am, 43 years old and hitting somebody with, you know, with a, with a five, five and a half foot drop kick, you know, at 315 yeah. pounds out of nowhere. Yeah. He just like set back like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, if he can do it. Why aren't you guys, you know, but I'm like, well, you know, I just come off the football field and we jump bags and stuff all the time, dude. So there's, there's a, there's a proper form to jump in that bag, which is you can use that as hitting a drop kick. And it's the same movement if you do it right. Yeah. And it's hard to get people to understand that they think they have to jump without using their arms. If you use your arms and throw your body up, you're going to get that height. Yeah. But but yeah, that was how I got into professional wrestling, man. Just wow. somebody saw me in the crowd and that's I ran. That's awesome. It. That's yeah. great. I mean, that's a neat story because you don't hear that very often. You hear, you know, I went to a training center and, and uh, you know, worked my butt off. And, and that's great, too. I mean, don't get me wrong, but your story is very uh, it's pretty unique. So you started wrestling, you know, in the Republic, and and uh, yeah. let's talk about transitioning into uh, Joe, if we could, uh, mid states, yeah, SICW, and working with, well, not anymore, but you were with uh, with Stephen E. Let's talk about that. How how did that transpire? Um, okay, so uh, ICWF was starting to fall apart, and um, there was some great wrestlers that come through, but nobody from this area that were anything sticking. Mm-hmm. I was kind of the bright star around here, around here. And so I started training with Jason, went down there um, and, you know, just kind of told him, Hey, look, you know, I want to train down here with you. I want to keep learning. Um, I'm not getting the advanced classes up there because, um, you know, they just kept bringing kids in and they were all new. And so there was really no advanced class and that, you know, and it was getting to a point where I had been there for like eight or nine months and I can't do anything but beginner stuff. And I was helping train the new kids come in and it was like, okay, now I'm spinning my wheels. I'm not happy about that because I'm trying, I'm, I'm a giant sponge right now. I have to learn, you know, you know, yeah. Johnny five, you know, input, input, feed me, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, he was like, well, he's like, okay. And so Jason's one of those guys, he has to trust you and learn your trust. But, and he wants to know that you are hundred percent into professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. He wants to know that you're, you're in a hundred percent, not this man, eh, maybe show up to train now and then. Yes. No, I've only missed maybe two training sessions with him. And, um, and so time went on, time went on and, I ended up leaving my cell phone down there one night and I ended up driving back down the next night in the blizzard to get it. And uh, I had some personal time to talk to him. And I said, Hey, I said, uh, Jay, I said, I want to work for you. And I said, if you give me an opportunity, dude, I promise I will work my butt off and make you proud. I, you know, I, I will be one of your top guys eventually. And I left it at that. And he said, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. Left it at that. Never said another word. Kept going back down, working hard, working hard, working hard. Um, April of last year comes around, and he says, he pulls me aside, and he says, hey. He says, I know you're used to working face in Springfield with your other gimmick. But he said, I'm really short heels. And he said, all I really got for you right now is heels. And and I, he said, if if that's what you want to do, he said, I can get you on the Saturday and the Saturday show and Sunday matinee. And I looked at him and I said, all right, I can try heel because I've never done that before. But I said, under one condition, you put me with Stephen E. Uh, and that was all it took. He yeah. put me with Stephen E. And we made magic, man. Yeah. Uh, and so the next week he comes to me and he says, here's the idea I have for you as a heel. I was like, all right, shoot. He said, I'm looking for kind of a big Bubba Rogers, Mr. Hughes type character. And I looked at him and I said, I got you. I know exactly what you're one. So, so that was when the hired gun became born. 
Yeah. But they didn't know that I used to work in a strip club for six years wearing that same gear, basically that, <laughs> that same mentality I had as the hired gun. Yeah. So it was easy for me to do. Yeah. It was like meant to be. I had been training myself for that character for the last six years at the strip club. Wow. And so me not talking and just having that snarl on my face and coming out and just beating people down. I didn't have to talk to nobody. They already knew I meant business and Steven was my mouthpiece. Yeah. That, and I love Steven. I think he is so... He's great. <laughs> He's great, and he knows how to rile up the crowd. I mean, last oh, Saturday night, dude, he had a lot of heat when he was trying to read his uh, cease and desist order. I mean, I was, I mean, you couldn't hear nothing. We all in the back when he come to the back, he was just like, "That is the." He said, "Joe, he said, I couldn't even hear myself out there." Yeah. I said, I don't know. You should have heard us back here. I said, I was clapping for you. I was so yeah. happy, especially when you started talking crap to my mom and dad. Yeah. Oh, my- yeah. I was like. Oh my God, I couldn't believe he did that. But I well, mean, I, obviously he cleared that, but I was just like, no, oh I my God. My, as soon as my mom and dad said they were going to be there, that was the first time they've ever been to one of my shows. Ever got oh, to see me. Oh, wow. Before. Okay. Because we used to go watch Harley Race when they were kids back in Kansas City when they first got married. They used to go yeah. every Friday and Saturday night up in Kansas City. And and I, I just kept bugging them for the last year and a half. I was like, when are you going to come see me wrestle? When are you going to come see me wrestle? And they come and watch me wrestle the night I get my butt kicked. <laughs> and so and so I, when I got there, I said, I said, when you're at the merch table, I said, watch me because I'm going to walk up behind him and I'm going to point to him. And I'd called him earlier in the week and I said, dude, my mom and dad's gonna, coming. I said, let him have it. I said, because that's going to give you so much heat, dude, especially yeah. when it, the fans realize that's my mom and dad. Yeah. And so, yeah. It, it works, boy. Those, they it, were. The more personal you get, the better it is, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and yeah, man. Good. And so that's how that, that's how that happened. Wow. That's amazing. And, and the, like I said, the crowd was just, Oh, I yeah. even told Stephen later. I was like, "Man, you got a lot of heat." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, it worked." Yeah, you know, and and you know, on really on both of my characters, you know, Stephen yeah. tells me all the time, and Herb tells me all the time. He's like, "Dude, you got that airport look." He's like, "Everybody has to stop and look at you because they think you're they think you're somebody or or you're someone mm-hmm. important. Walk around like you're someone important. You stick out like you you're not supposed to. You're, you're from somewhere else. You're not supposed to be here." Yep. And, yeah. And uh, you know that was something that Herb Simmons told me up there one day. We had like a two-hour conversation after our show tapings, and uh, he was like, "You know, Joe," he said, "He said I've got a lot of guys up here that train with Cowboy Bob and stuff, and they're trying to find their thing, their look, etc." And he goes, "With you," he said, "You can come out that curtain, and everybody knows you're a wrestler." Yeah. You know, yeah. it's he, you just yeah, have sure. that have the everything you know you have the look yeah and so and her oh, that guy that guy i'm so blessed to have him in my life as well um, great guy yeah and how that happened was um i did a vip match in springfield and jason had invited herb down mm-hmm. and herb had watched my match and when i got to the back um terry introduced me to him and Herb was sitting there, and he looked me down, straight up, down, up, and the other, and he's like, you look good. I like your look. I'm going to have to get you up to SICW. And um, and so well, about, a, about two or three weeks go by, and I go up to – see, I go to – I do a show in West Plains and come back to Springfield and do a show, and one night Stephen E. hits me up, and he goes, hey – I got to go do this gimmick in Southern Illinois with Herb Simmons at SICW. They're doing TV tapings. He's like, bring your stuff tomorrow. Do you want to go? I was like, heck yeah, I want to go. Even if I'm just going to go check out how they do the studio. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And so we go, we get in the car and we go down, you know, and I'm not expecting anything, man. I'm still just as nervous as can be, you know? And um, I get up there and he sees me and he's like, Hey, I go inside. He goes, Hey, did you bring your stuff? And I was like, 
yeah. And he's like, well, bring it inside and come sit in the production meeting. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there in production meeting, whatever. And they're talking about this, this, that. And they go, well, first up we got, we got flash Flanagan versus big Joe Helms for three minutes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I had no idea. Do three, do three in the ring flash Flanagan, you know, former WWE guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, so, and, then, and then I had to do a second match later on in the day with Austin Molotalo, which went over really well, which they, they enjoyed everything I did, but talk about nervous trying to put, do something on TV for the first time in front of some new people. And it, yeah. and it worked. I just did what I was trained to do. Yeah. You know, it, it took the, the, the bumps I, I needed to take properly and they were hooked. Yeah. No, you, yeah. I mean, you know, I know Stephen E. Uh, when he managed you, it was great. When you were up there and Attila Khan, yeah, uh, Dennis Nakaz, my gosh, love him, love that guy. It's you know, just like you, you know, outside of the the ring, so personable and nice. And you know, you get in there and you just you turn up the knob, you know, and 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 I mean, I met Dennis, day? yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, and I, I he's one of my favorite. You guys, you and him are one of my uh, one of my favorites, honestly. Well, I appreciate um, that. And uh, let me ask you this, Joe: since you've been in the business uh, a few short years, uh-huh. what who has been one of your guys that you really have enjoyed working with as either as an opponent or maybe in a tag team? Who's a guy or, or a person that's really kind of, you know, you enjoy working with? Well, when I first started out, I, I got to work a lot with Graham Bell, and he kind of okay. mentored a lot. You know, I, I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, um, I've heard of him. The Generalissimo now. Um, we talk a lot now, even though we haven't got to work a lot in the last year or so since ICWF dropped. Um but I mean, gosh, there's, you know, I enjoy everybody I get in the ring with because yeah. this is a, this is a dream for me since I was a kid. My second dream, yeah. who gets to live two yeah. dreams, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, you know, every, I, I love everybody cause everybody's so nice to me. Um, yeah. you know, right now me and big techs are kind of going at it and I love yeah. Jim. Jim Hawforth is a great guy to love him to death. Um, I've got to wrestle Roscoe Monroe a few times. Uh, he's like great 65. guy. Oh my gosh! And he just he beams when we wrestle because we bring yeah. crowd. Gator bait. Yeah. Hey, I taught him how to bring the crowd in when we were in um, we were in West Plains, and he got to the back and he was like a little kid. He was like, "Oh my god, I never." I was like, "Dude," I said, "We can wrestle all day long," but I said, "Once you start doing the the whole acting part and bringing those that crowd into the match." The rest, the rest is history, dude. Like the yeah. rest is fun because now you got these people cheering. Now, it, yeah. now it makes you want to do better and do more for them yeah. while you're in there, and you don't realize yeah. it. Yeah, I love yeah. Roscoe. And the big match that I had, I don't think you got to see, was me versus Doomsday, Seven Foot Doomsday. I have not. Seen, no, I missed the hell. I wish I yeah. would have. Yeah. That well, that awesome. one will be. Well, we're we taped the whole month of February. Okay, good. We had shows every. Saturday in the month of February. That's right. Then Harrison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. Those are all tapings that we're going to try to send out to uh, TV stations and put on YouTube. And Good. so all those matches will be on. So you'll get to see me versus Doomsday. And so, uh, but yeah, that'll, that'll be on eventually. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't pick really anybody out that, I mean, they're all just great. Like, like Gary Jackson, man, he's got so yeah. much insight for me when I'm up there. I wrestled him a few times. Uh, yeah. Bobby Dean had a had a Central States title match that I didn't even know I was going to have because somebody didn't show up at the oh, in the okay. Bel uh, Air uh, Fairgrounds one night, mm-hmm. and I ended up having a Central States title match, which was wow. like a eight or ten minute match, and we just beat the life out of each other. It was a great match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I can't really pinpoint anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's hard because everybody's good to me. Yeah. I would say your match with natural born villain Tim Rockwell is a great match. Um 
I have yet to you see know. it, so <laughs> I can't wait. It, it was a great, it was a great match, and I'm not just saying that. I even told uh, Tim that after uh, during intermission, I said, "You guys, you know, you popped the crowd because you wrestled great. The antics in the in and out of the ring, you know, when they'd be running around and and running yeah. after them, and and." what they did to you and you know, you got beat. Yes. But I mean, the way they held your feet down and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was, <laughs> it was classic, but it was classic old school. It was classic. You know, it looked believable. You wanted to go in there and, and, and uh, choke out Stephen E and Rockwell for what they did to you. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I was, I was discussing a little bit of that match uh, with him and some other people and what was funny is um, even though we kind of went over like a little bit of the stuff in the beginning, that mm-hmm. stuff outside of the ring, we never talked about. And <laughs> okay, you, know, you were on the same wavelength in mentally because when we got outside the ring and I chopped him and he tried to throw me into that pole and I threw him into the pole and I chopped him again and he went into the lap of that kid in the chair. Yeah. So, back and I looked at him and I was like I'm going to give him a big boot in the chair but I'm thinking he's going to move and I'm going to hit the kid and yeah. then and then I got to talking to him in the back because I went ahead and hit him with the big boot right Yeah. and he didn't move and in the back we were talking about it and he was like he's like I was thinking about moving and you hitting that kid I was like I was thinking the same thing he's like but I didn't do it because I didn't know if he had his his license to be able to take anything like that I didn't want to get anybody in trouble so I was right. like well that's a good call but it's crazy how me and him was literally on the same wavelength thinking the same thing it's crazy how things like that happen that's 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 chemistry you know you you reading each other yeah i mean like i said i I can't say enough about that card last uh, on saturday night it was from top top to bottom what do you think about that um austin motalo and colton vaught match insane insane great match uh one you know yeah. You know, what's funny. And uh, we're part of the I just wrote an article on, on what just happened last Saturday. It'll be published in a newsletter from WFIA here uh, in about two weeks. And I'll send it to you. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll send it to you and Jason and all the guys that I have uh, connected with. And I wrote about the events. uh Wrote about you a little bit, Colton, uh, Must See TV, Jason Jones, uh, Stephen E. I mean, honestly, Joe, it was probably, if not one of the best indie cars I've been to, one of the best I've been to in a very, very long time. Yeah, and I gotta, I gotta tell you, why do you think it was sold out? Fifteen times now in a row. I think- I actually think it was more than that, dude, because yeah. we've been there. And I actually think it's more than that, to be honest. Yeah. I because mean, I was there yeah. before, before I got in there. Yeah. I mean, every I've been, the, I've been to the Relic Center, I think, two or three times now. Always full. Been to Harrison, you know, a number of times. Always full, too. Uh, you know, you guys are, you know, putting on a great show. Uh and yeah, people are excited again, and it, it's great. You know, it's just not WWE and AEW. It, it's well, but you, know, like you don't a, pay it. Yeah, it's like I tell pay. everyone: you're yeah. you're you're getting your money's worth with what we do, and the person exactly. and we get personal with you. Yep, that's exactly. You just hit the nail on the head. We're attainable. You can come talk to me. I can give you a hug if you want a hug. Yep. You know. Jeez, and I'm not paying $300 for a ticket, uh, popcorn and, and pop, soda pop, and get my kids in and buying uh, uh, merchandise. You know, I yeah. spent, I probably spent $50 the other night uh, for a T-shirt for, uh, you know, something to eat. And, and that's including the ticket. The ticket was, you know, 20 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. So it's not it's not crazy expensive, and you guys, you're right. You're very attainable. You talk to the, your fans. You talk to the fans. They approach you. You're not saying, "Hey, I you charging? I need ten bucks to take a picture with you. You have to buy my T-shirt. You have to buy my photo." No, 
You guys, you'll talk to us. Hey, can I take a picture with you? You bet. That makes people want to buy your stuff. Hey, you know what? I, this is a pretty cool T-shirt. That's a pretty cool picture. Would you sign that for me and I'll buy it for whatever price? You well, bet. It's like, it's like I tell people all the time and when I do these podcasts. Mm-hmm. If I am, okay, these guys come and they follow me. They buy the mm-hmm. ticket. They buy the food, the, the soda, the merchandise, and not even just my merchandise. They'll buy the other people's merchandise when they come to see me. Mm-hmm. I can't be Big Joe the wrestler if they don't come. Yep. It doesn't show my value. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show the trust in me. You know, it doesn't ensure trust by the by the promoter that I have a value for him to me to for me to put my product in his ring. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I can't be I can't be Big Joe the wrestler without them. Yep. So yeah, why would I, I why would I not cater to them? Yeah. And, you know, Jason. You know, I had him on here a few months back, and he kind of explained the the reasoning, like like you just said. You know, we got people in there; they're paying to come see us. They're using their hard-earned money to come to our show to watch us. We're not going to be pain in the asses, pardon my French, and difficult (laughs) because somebody, you know. If you want to take a picture with a wrestler, you take a picture with a wrestler. They ain't going to charge you. You want yep. to talk to them, you talk to them. That draws people into you for one, and they look at your merchandise. Okay, he's not pressuring me. I have to buy something. So guess what? I'm probably going to buy something. Right. That's my mentality anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's my mentality. Okay, you're not pressuring me to buy anything. So guess what? I'm probably going to buy something. Right. You know, so – Let's talk about Joe for a minute. Other promotions you're working with. I, we already talked about SICW. What other promotions are you working around here with? And, and some, maybe some upcoming events for you. Okay. Um, let's see. This weekend, uh, Saturday night, I will make my debut as the Silverback in Eldon, Missouri with New Breed Wrestling. Uh, New Breed. Okay. And they get to unleash the beast down there for the first time, All which right. is really cool because I haven't got to be out that way yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about that because yeah. that's a whole new territory for me and some new bodies to beat up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the next, I uh, see the 25th would be the next weekend. I will be in St. Louis. Um, gosh, I can't think of the name of the Shriner, but it's a it's a Shriners uh, yeah. deal with SICW. CW, yep. With I Tony Atlas and Cowboy Bob Orton. Cowboy Bob Orton, yeah. They're actually going to be in action. They will be in the ring. Um, and uh, I believe I will be taking on Big Tex in that match. Ah. I took him on Sunday, and my chest is still recovering from the chops from him. Yeah. So we, we, put, on a, we put on a pretty good match, a main event match, TV main event Sunday, which will air, let's see, one, two – Probably in three weeks because we do okay. four four TV tapings uh, on Sundays sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and so either I do four matches or three matches or two. I only put I only did two matches on that Sunday. So, just but two. yeah, that but that next <laughs> just, weekend, yeah, just two. I was just just two. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, I was I felt like a after I did those two because they were both both TV main events because the second one yeah. was me and versus Flash Flanagan and Big Tech, so you know how that went. My chest yeah, yeah. was after that. It was like a hot frying pan. Yeah. And so uh and so yeah next weekend is the one the the fundraiser for the Shriners up there in East St. Louis with SICW. Yep. Um I think let's see what do I have after that? I believe I have another new new breed show coming up after that. Like I, it's like every weekend I have something yeah. with either mid states, SICW, or new breed. And now it's just it's all back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and yeah. then some sprinkled in. So like I'm a busy, going to be a busy, busy man. And yeah. um, I know that there's probably going to be some other opportunities from from some other promotions that are going to see me here eventually. Yeah. And so I, I just think I think the world is starting to really be ready for Big Joe Helms. Silverback. 
Yeah. And Joe Helms. You know, you know, uh, I don't know if the Silverback will ever get up to SICW because Herb's kind of old school. And yeah. he, he told me one day, he goes, Joe, he goes, I, I, I don't care too much for the new you. I said, oh, you don't like the Silverback? He's like, he said, it's just not my thing. He says, but he said, but I told the same thing to Vader. And look what happened with him. He said, he said, tells you how much I know. <laughs> and and yeah, he's been it, years, you know, Herb's been a promoter for over 50 yeah, years. So. Yeah. But, you know what you ought to do? Well, what's that? Is my recommendation is you ought to, when you're in SICW, uh, become partners with Attila Khan under Stephen E, get the, the outfits and, and partner with them. Uh, that would be, uh, uh, that would go over. I, I'm telling you. Well, you know, I already did that. I came in as part of Devastation Incorporated. I know, but you need to continue. Well, they, mean, did you see where the, he sold me down the river to Lucky P for five grand? So I, that's why I match. I match what part of Lucky P's, you know, people. So uh, they, they thought okay. that was a bigger fit, but but I have mentioned the fact that there's a there's a storm brewing and a war coming because okay, eventually I am going to want to be the premier big man in SICW and not one big man friend or foe is going to be safe from the hired gun. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, Mr. Joe Helms. Appreciate it, man. I had a blast. I did too. The, the, the man with two names, the hired gun. Hey, it works. (laughs) And the silverback. I mean, you're on fire. Thank you for coming on again tonight. I really appreciate it, sir. Always glad to see you. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. All right. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so. And, hey, watch out for for Joe. He's going to be around. You saw it. Uh, I'll have his uh, social media, uh, Facebook, and all that on the description for him. One more time, ladies and gentlemen. Hired Gun and Silverback, Joe Helms. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Brian. All right. And, folks, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, 
Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Yeah. Here are exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Anther, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. That the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 